In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, the show doesn't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we have listeners from all over the world. So, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what we're about Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what the impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. You can find us all over the net. Now, I also invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's, a, it's a subject that I'm going to say that I don't know that much about. So our guest, I read her book. It was great. I learned quite a lot. It's about the stock market. And the stock stock market attracts millions of people from all over the world. And it's a great way to earn money sitting at home by just investing a few hours a day. But the stock market is not just about profit. It's also about risk. And there's a question. There's a question I say. What attracts people to, to kind of work around in the stock market or what attracts people to invest, what attracts them to trade. Um, is it just earning a good profit when there's also some risk? But no matter what, okay, there's one thing about anything that you do that you, ha- in order to be successful in any field, it's important to have a good knowledge of that particular domain. And our guest today understands markets and helps others understand markets. Dr. LaCory Meadows is a number one best-selling author, visionary, dynamic leader, and wealth builder, and the CEO and co-founder of Investigive. She began her stock trading career with the aspiration to normalize wealth among communities of color while creating lasting educational and financial impact on the world. She has since co-leveraged a $5.3 million donation to the organization that she leads and has successfully utilize the stock market to accomplish her financial goals while helping professionals around the globe do the same thing. Her number one Amazon best-selling book, Income on Demand, The Complete Playbook for Beginning Stock Traders, provides beginners with a peek into the world of stock trading and investing. Now, Dr. Meadows received her bachelor's degree from Tennessee State University, master's in uh, Master's from Miami University and doctorate in higher education from Ohio University. So, LaCory, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're first, I, I want to hear about you, okay? Because your story is quite inspiring. Um, you know, how did you get into this? Um, you know, and what what made you be interested? Absolutely. Um, well, what- Once again, Kimberly, thanks so much for allowing me to be here today. Um, I started my journey actually as a result of a significant gift that was offered to the an organization that I, I once led. I'm no longer there. I'm now a full-time stock trader and entrepreneur. Um, 
but it was an individual who decided to make a donation of $5.3 million. And I was so inspired by that gift that I decided that I wanted to do something as well that will leave a lasting mark um, in perpetuity for an organization as well. So I was so inspired by that work that she did. And I decided that I wanted to learn, okay, so if you have $5.3 million to give to us, then you must, you must be doing it right. And so I spent some time <laughs> getting to know her well. And in that process, I learned that she accumulated a lot of her wealth through the stock market. And I was like, okay, let me try to figure this out. So I started to research, read um, everything I possibly could and just absolutely fell in love with it. And so that's how my journey of, of trading began. Wow. And uh, it was interesting. I'm going to come back to this in a minute. I said, you heard, I heard you say she did this. Okay. So I want to talk about women in trading later. But so you, you started this journey um, and, you know, it became, you did it because of this, this inspirational gift. Then what brought you to, um, to start to write the book and, and try to help other people with this? Yes, well, I had started to be really successful in the stock market. I started making a lot of money, um, and then I started sharing it with my friends. And so they're like, oh, my goodness, this is great. I want to learn, too. And so I started to teach them, started my my business, um, you know, got my LLC and trademark and all, all the things. But then ultimately... What I decided was it was important that when I could not be there or if someone was not able to afford the cost of my classes that I offered, that it was important to also create a resource that was accessible for people to take those first steps. Um, So my whole aim with the book is to really help people who are just like, okay, I know the stock market is a thing. Um, I think I might need to have a lot of money or I'm not sure if I have enough time to do this, um, but I wanted to provide a resource for them to help them to really get started and take their first steps. Mm-hmm. And so then you wrote the book. And um, what, to, to come back to your, your inspiration with the, this 5.5, I, I heard you say she. And when you kind of look at the statistics in tradings and in markets, um, you know, there there's not there's not a lot of women. Okay. The stats I read was between 20 and maybe 35%. Okay. So, um, you know, why do you think that is? Well, one, I think that just the statistic that you um, just quoted is, is a, is a concern. Mm -hmm. There is not a lot of reflections of us in this space. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's helpful to have a mentor, have someone that you can relate to um, in order to help you feel comfortable in this space. So I think that that's one part. But I also think another part of, of it is, is that just simply a lot of us just don't have conversations about money. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for myself in particular, while I grew up in a home full of love, hugs, kisses, birthday parties and all, all the things. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, we did not have conversations about money around our dinner table at family picnics, gatherings, anything like that. So, um, and I find that when I work with women across the, really the country and the world, I find that they too have a very similar story. It's very rare that I come across people who are like, yeah, you know, my dad did this or my mom did this. Um, so I just think that the exposure is something that we just as a, a, a lot of us have not had. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when you look at, when you look at trading and um, that, you know, the field of trading, it can be, it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, did you feel at all intimidated when you first started to learn or, you know, how, um, how did you, you know, when you're kind of working in this, what was your journey as you started with this? Yes, I was intimidated initially. I was intimidated primarily by the language because Mm. I didn't understand what they were saying. (laughs) Um, And so with that, with with my research and spending some time taking classes and spending some time um, just reading books, and that's when I became more fluent in the market. Um, 
But I think once you get over understanding the language, the next level of intimidation could be, all right, this thing is, it can be pretty volatile. So I don't want to lose all my money right in the process. So then the next step is really understanding how to manage your risk in the process, whether it be through trading or whether it be long-term investing, there are specific things you can do just to make sure that you can keep your portfolio intact. So I think that that helped me as well work through that level of intimidation is really understanding how to not only be aware of, but how to execute risk management strategies. Okay. Yeah. And I'd like to, I'd like to come back to that in a minute. Um, but just, just to stay on, on your journey a little bit. So you went into trading. I mean, you know, what about other investment types? I mean, um, did you consider other areas in financial fields or did you just say, well, look, you know, this is such an inspiration to me. I'm going to go into trading. Absolutely. So I've always had an interest in real estate. Um, So Mm -hmm. I do agent real estate through the stock market, actually through REITs. Um, I am in the process now of also securing an event space as well. So that's a real estate um, type transaction. Um, I'm also a digital real estate investor. So not only with the brick and mortar real estate, but thinking about um, real estate online as well um, by purchasing domains. Um, I also serve as an angel investor as well. So I invest in startups. So there is um, definitely other types of investing that I have been interested in and have since become engaged in as well. So absolutely. Um, It's all about figuring out what are the multiple streams that can be created. And I think that that's important because as as investors, it's important for us to diversify. Mm-hmm. As we've seen, um, the stock market, especially <laughs> in the conversations about inflation, conversations about the pandemic and so forth, we can see some pretty drastic moves happening. So mm-hmm. while that is happening, it's helpful for us to also have things in place place that can make sure that our portfolio and our finances remain intact. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I mean, this is, I, I, I'm glad you just explained what digital real estate was, um, but we're going to come back to that. So, I mean, this is, this is really, really interesting. And uh, I just had one last question about your journey before we actually go into trying to help people understand. Um, now, what was your family's reaction and your partner's reaction, your husband's reaction as you started to go on this journey? Because it is quite unusual for, for you know, women to go into this field. Did you get a lot of support in it or were people saying, oh, that's too risky? Actually, everybody supported me. Um, yeah. It was like, I remember, because my, my profession that I've been educated in formally um, outside of understanding the stock market and so forth is higher education. And I did had an opportunity to do a fellowship. And when I told those individuals that I was interested in the stock market and not necessarily become the university president, like I used to, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my um, colleagues, she said, you're going to be rich. <laughs> that was her exact words. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she thinks I'm going to be be rich. That's great. All right, let me go ahead and pursue this then. Um, so absolutely, I I have been supported immensely by um, both family and friends. Um, some people, you know, like I, I have had some naysayers, like why the stock market? Why do you want to do that? But um, it's important to silence those things and and make sure that you know I've been really intentional about um, positioning myself in environments that help me to take it to the next level. Okay. Well, that's really great because I think, I think when women go into careers that don't have a, a lot of women there yet, it's really important to have that family support behind you. But we're going to, um, LaCorey, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, let's, let's just talk about, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of this, you know, how does somebody start? You know, if somebody has no idea where to begin, how do they get started? But before that, we're going to take a break. And for our listeners, we're talking to Dr. LaCorey Meadows, and she is a number one best-selling author, visionary, dynamic leader, and wealth builder, and the CEO and co-founder of invest to give She began her stock trading career with the aspiration to normalize wealth among communities of color while creating a lasting educational and financial impact around the world. Now, her book is great. We're going to talk 
talk a little bit about that after the break. Um, it's called Income on Demand, the complete playbook for beginning stock traders. And it is on Amazon. So go to Amazon. You can find it there. And if you want to learn more about uh, LaCorey, Dr. Meadows, uh, you can go to investtogive.com. And Invest to Give is also on Facebook. And uh, LaCorey can be found on LinkedIn, also under Dr. LaCorey Meadows. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers on digital. Please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And each month or each Thursday, of uh, Cinda holds Thought Leadership Thursday, that is at 1700 Central European time. And they also have live conferences. And the next one is May 16th to 18th in Mallorca, Spain. So please check out Cinda. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready to hear from investors and get insight on different asset classes? Join host Troy Eckert for the program, Talk with the Texan, Money and Life. Troy works with high net worth investors and is ready to bring you the secrets he's learned in his 35 years of alternative investment experience, along with his guest experts. If you want value, you'll need to listen in live every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about trading. And we're talking with Dr. LaCorey Meadows, and she is a best-selling author, a visionary, a dynamic leader, and a wealth builder. And she is the CEO and co-founder of invest to give um, She began her stock trading career um, with uh, an aspiration to normalize wealth among communities of color while creating lasting educational and financial impact. Now, her best-selling book is Income on Demand, the complete playbook for beginning stock traders. And um, it's a great book, LaCorey. So let's, let's talk about beginning stock traders, okay? So, you know, let's say I'm somebody who has absolutely no idea what to do so um your book's pretty good it kind of guides ask questions how do you start with somebody like that yes great question so the first thing that i always recommend to anyone who's interested in starting um trading on the stock market is to first identify your north star mm -hmm. so what is your goals what is it that you aspire to accomplish 
Is it that you want to pay down debt? Is it that you want to um, go on vacation? Is it that you want to build a legacy for your family? Once we've identified that goal, the next step is, all right, well, we need to put a number on it. What does that look like? And so we can then work our way backwards to really understand, all right, so what will it take to help us to get there? So that's the first step is really spending some time identifying what is it that we aspire to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But alongside that, it's also critical that we think about our relationship with money. Because as a trader, money is emotional. It can become a very emotional thing. So <clears throat> understanding, all right, what did we learn about money growing up as children? How does what we learn influence what we are doing today? How does that influence the money script that we have? How does that influence our bank accounts when we open up and look at our, our transactions? Right. So spend some time really investigating that um, is also a very important process. And then thinking about, OK, so if there are improvements I need to make so that I can build my portfolio, then I think it's important to take those next steps um, so that you can can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, when you're talking about relationship with money, I mean, are there are there different types of people, you know, one who likes to kind of kind of save or hoard or another one's like to spend do you, you know how do you kind of go evaluating on you know which category am i in and are there different you know personality types that that relate to money differently yes there are definitely there, there, <laughs> yes absolutely and also when it comes to trading too there's different personality types yeah. one of the books that i recommend um is called the psychology of money and so that talks about like behavioral psychology and the things that people do so absolutely and and just to talk about it from a layman's terms yeah so there are definitely savers right there's um for for example, even myself, um, I, I have a proclivity to hoard money. I just want mm-hmm. to stack it up and see it grow, right? <laughs> so that's that's um, something. But that comes from me growing up in an environment where we just simply did not have a lot of it, right? Yeah. And so I don't want to go back to that place. And then, absolutely, there are people who are, okay, I get $10, I spend 12 right? <laughs> That was also me, right? <laughs> but that also tied back to not really understanding credit and understanding that as I was told as a young child that, you know, being in debt is the American way of life. That simply wasn't true, especially if it's bad debt. And if it's good debt, that's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. So absolutely, there's vendors as well. So uh, yes. Yes, yes. So, so when you're working with these different types of people and you're, you're finding this North Star, okay, and so you're trying to help people get a plan, um, then obviously it might be different for me than it would be for you. You know, if I'm, I'm kind of, I get the $10 and I spend it. I don't spend the 12 but I spend the 10 Okay, you know what I mean? So, I mean, do you have to take that when you're helping people, you know, figure out their trading strategy? Do you have to take into account their, those kind of personality traits? Absolutely. And so I actually built my team around just that. So um, with some of the courses, that I offer, my inner circle in particular, I have a mindset coach who works with the students that I have to really spend some time thinking about that very question, right? And how do we um, keep ourselves from <laughs> um, exhibiting behaviors that do not serve us as we're engaging in our investing and trading strategy? So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so you have the personality type, and I want to come back to what you said. You, you, you're helping somebody identify their North Star, okay? And then you, you talk about to identify a number, okay? I mean, how do you go about finding a realistic number? You know, I mean, if I came to you and said my number is X, you know, would you say well, that's not realistic? Is it based on what you have or what you have to work with? How do you find the, that that target number? Yeah, so it all depends on what, what it is that you aspire to accomplish. So I'll give an example. I have one student that I was speaking with recently, and her whole goal was she wanted to um, um, uh, profit $15,000 in the stock market. 
So I said, okay, that's definitely possible. You know, there, there's no nothing that will keep you from that as long as you are able to execute the strategies and, you know, have the appropriate mindset. That's definitely accomplishable. So what we did was we spent some time just doing the math. Okay, so if, if, if you want to get to that $15,000 mark, then let's start by trading. And our goal each day to accomplish in our trading is let's, let's make $200 a day. All right. We made $200 a day. Okay. So once we get that, we can build our portfolio. Our next goal will be $400 a day. And so we just slow walk our way to a place where you're not only accumulating the finances to reach that North Star you've identified, but you're slowly slow walking your way with the skills as well. Okay. So that's the process. And that's that's kind of like developing a strategy, wouldn't you say, you know, on how you get there. Um it sounds like that to me. I mean, if you were, you know, building a business, it's yeah, it's just like building a business. So what when when you know there's there's a lot of language around this trading, okay? So I'm you're know, coming back to the person who's new. Um, how do you get people used to you know what the opportunities are in the in, in the trading? You, know, you talked about um, you know different investment avenues, trading avenues. Um, how do I get my head around the language? Yes. So I think it's very similar to learning a foreign language. What's important is that you immerse yourself in the environment. So one of the things that I recommend is that one of my first, a call by the assignments that I give to my students, even if they're taking a intro class with me, is I give them something called wealth work. Okay. Wealth work, not homework, wealth work. And so one of those assignments is to spend time, um, especially if you're here in the U.S., and I'm sure this is an international station as well, but spending time listening to CNBC, which is the financial station. So just passively as you're getting ready in the morning, right, or if you have time to hop online to CNBC.com, just take a look. Listen to what they're talking about. And if there's something that they have described that you just don't understand, then there's another resource that you can use called Investopedia. So very similar to Encyclopedia, Investopedia, they have excellent educational resources to help you to then begin to learn that language. So that's one step, but then it's important to situate yourself in community with people who are speaking it, right? Mm-hmm. So that like taking a class, that could look like um, going to a virtual, if, if, if you can, or a live <laughs> where, you know, people are talking about investing. That could be talking to your neighbor, right? Yeah. So just situating yourself in an environment, I think, can help one to learn the language. Yeah. So, so when you're helping people, I mean, what are you, you've been helping a lot of people. Um, what, are, what, are the, what is the biggest mistake you see people making as they, as they start to, you know, go into trading? hands down they drop they get into the market too soon so mm-hmm. one of the things that i um always recommend is that people start with zero dollars okay zero <laughs> and <laughs> what i mean by that it's important to practice first mm-hmm. so using a simulated account um that allows you to trade using um simulated money but live stock market data i strongly believe is the best way to go. And then once you start seeing those consistent profits, then that's when it's time to go ahead and put your real money into the account. So starting put going all in too soon is one of the, the biggest um, challenges I think people have to overcome. Mm-hmm. And and this stimulated accounts, so you can you can do those? How do you do that? Okay. I, I, yeah. uh, yeah. Absolutely. So there are a number of different brokers. So brokers are what I call your partners in the process. Mm-hmm. So they enable you to buy or sell shares of stock, um, our ETFs, which are exchange traded funds, options, so forth. Um, so using a broker that has a simulator is how you can begin that practicing process. So some examples of that, one of the more most popular ones is TD Ameritrade. They have something called paper money in, in their think or swim platform. So that's that's one example. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, so you know, getting into soon. Now, once they do, once they are start trading, are there some rules, like some do's and don'ts, that people should do when they're trading? Absolutely. So, we want to make sure that we're positioning ourselves in, in the highest probability trade as possible, and all of that comes with strategy. So, uh, taking a class. Right. Understanding, finding a strategy that works, I I think is a a great way to do that. But not only putting yourself in a high probability trade, the other part of this is making sure you're managing your risk as well. Mm-hmm. So um, putting stops on your account, um, being mindful around your position sizing is another big piece of this as well. Um, so the risk management is a very important component. Okay. And, um, and, and what about, okay, so there's the do's managing the risks. Um, uh, how, what about uh, the don'ts? But what, I, well, I guess it's a do, okay? So it's don't be too risky. Um, is there anything that you recommend that people do do, uh, you know, that can help, you know, you've, you've helped a lot of people enhance their financial growth. And how, how do you do that? Yeah, you mean as far as like on with the stock yeah. market? Or? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, just general. Okay, yeah. Okay, in training. Okay, well, if we talk, if we talk generally, it's mindset. Mm-hmm. It's mindset. So I, I think that we are often taught as, as we're growing up: go to school, get a good job, make good money. But rarely do we talk about the multiple uses of money. And so helping one have a mindset of abundance and of growth, of there's a different way of not just solely being a consumer, but truly becoming an owner, right? Or a trader is a whole different way of being. It's a whole different identity. And so that's a really big, important process of what I do outside of teaching people the skill of trading. I help them to not only understand the skill of trading, but to become a skillful trader. And there's a difference between the two. So that's, that's a big one. Okay. So in this mindset, I can imagine that the mindset, you know, getting somebody in the mindset is probably different in different target groups okay so if you're if you're helping you know people that maybe be used to money it might be easier and people who aren't used to money so you know what how do you work with them to get them into this mindset i think that um i think even people that are used to money all of them because i have students who come from very wealthy backgrounds have an exposure to um, understand the stock market is, is also not a, a thing that a lot of folks have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more rare than one may think. Um, so I, I still think even if you are on the wealthy, there's still some mindset work that can be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I, I want to stay in that mindset on some of the things that you've done, because you've done um, a lot of nonprofit work and um, and hear a little bit about, you know, once you get this mindset and how you can get this mindset maybe into poor communities um, and, and help people become um, – you know, I don't want to say wealthy, but a little bit more well-off than they are today. So for our listeners, we are talking to De La, La Cori Meadows, and she is the best-selling author, visionary, dynamic leader, and wealth builder, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Invest2Give. She began her stock trading career with the aspiration to normalize wealth among communities of color while creating a lasting educational and financial impact. Now, she has a book on Amazon. And that's kind of what we've been just talking about. Um, Income on Demand, the complete playbook for beginning stock traders. And please order it. It's a great book. You can also go to her website. And her website is Invest2Give. And that's two as in the number two. And the same thing on Facebook, Invest2Give. And... Dr. LaCour, Dr. Mendoz is also on LinkedIn under Dr. LaCorey Meadows. So please reach out to her. 
And if you have questions, you can contact me on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. Cinda of one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. So please go to www.cinda.org and Cinda also has an e-learning platform in cooperation with Boss Capital for startups, product managers, and SMBs to help companies succeed. So please check out the e-learning platform on Cinda. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? Find out by listening to The Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. So welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and we are talking with Dr. LaCorey Meadows, and she's a best-selling author, visionary. She's the CEO and co-founder of Invest to Give, and... She's also the author of a great book that's on Amazon, Income on Demand, The Complete Playbook for Beginning Stock Traders. And we were just talking about that. Um, and I have so many questions for you, um, LaCorey. But first, just on Income on Demand. How did you come up with that title? Yes, because the stock market is definitely a place where you can create income on demand. Like, literally. <laughs> And so um, when, when one understands technical analysis and understands how to read stock charts and setups on a stock chart, then you can definitely generate income at any moment that the market is open. Um, so so that's, that was the genesis of, of, of just expressing the reality of what is possible. So that's where that came from. Okay, that's good. And your and your company your company is called Invest to Give. Okay, so how did you know? How did you come up with that, and what does that mean? Absolutely. So it goes back to the origin story of why I initially got really interested and engaged in the market, um, and that is because I to build and to leave a legacy that will be the answer to someone's prayers. And so my goal with that is I am investing so that I can give back to the people and the causes that I care most about. But not only am I doing that for myself, I am through my work with Invest to Give, helping others to be positioned to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and, And in your bio, you talk about 
um, you know, beginning your stock trading career with the aspiration to normalize wealth among the communities of color while, you know, creating education and financial impact. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, this kind of motivation behind you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that greatly inspired me when I started to dig into the history of the stock market um, one of the things that I learned along my journey is that the, the actual wall that was built in the financial district on Wall Street was initially constructed in large part by enslaved Africans. Mm. So actually, the New York financial district was one of the largest slave markets in the United States. So with that, I feel a special connection to that. Um, as well as I want to make sure that those that I educate are aware of that history, because as an African-American woman, my thought is if those who came before me built it, then it's important that I also be able to profit from it. So I have since um, established a segment called Gems of Wall Street where within my Instagram communities, as well as my Facebook communities, I offer different um, uh, talks, if you will, short clips, helping people to understand the language of the stock market. So for example, when the whole um, conversation about inflation became a really popular topic, I broke down different terms to help people understand what exactly was going on. And so that was one of my Gems of Wall Street segment to help educate people about current news as well as around terminology as well. That's brilliant. And I can see why that would be a great inspiration to, to many African-American women and women in general. I didn't know that story till you just told that story. I, I wasn't aware of that at all. And you did. You're also you also reached out and reading your bio in other communities. Um, you, you were doing some some nonprofit work called um, Stocks and the Soars and the Sororities. Um, could you tell me tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I would love to. Um, so I'm actually a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated um, and have been for over 20 years now. <laughs> and so it, it's a bit of a story. Do I have a quick second to, to tell you? Sure, I've absolutely, okay. yes. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, so as we think about Black sororities, there are four of us. Um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, and Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority. Well, this year, November 12th of 2022, will mark the centennial anniversary for Sigma Gamma Rho, oh. the youngest sorority. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting actually thinking about that and thinking about the fact that as a collective, all four of our sororities will have been of, of service to our communities because our focus, all of us, our focus is community service collectively for over 400 years. Wow. And wow. so when I thought about that, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. As Black women, we have been doing amazing things, not only here in the United States, but truly across the, the globe. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, well, we should commemorate this, this time period. How could we commemorate it? And so given my expertise and given my background, I thought, wow, what if we use this moment to set the foundation to bless our families for the next 400 more? Wow. And so that's where Stocks and Stores was born. And so since that happened, I got scared. I'm going to be honest. I was terrified <laughs> to put it out there because I just didn't know what people would think. I didn't know if, you know, a sorority would come and be like, no, you can't do that. And, you know, I'll kind of limiting beliefs ran through my mind, but ultimately um, I decided to go um, and have grown my community now. It's, it's a, almost 4,000 women in my wow. Facebook. And I teach a class every single Sunday from 2.30 to 4.30, um, teaching women the basics of understanding the stock market. And literally every week my class sells out. <laughs> so it has been such an amazing journey. Um, I have enjoyed it thoroughly. And, you know, we'll continue to focus on it, continue to helping, helping individuals 
skills to really learn the foundations and, and help them along their journey of building wealth. Oh, I think I think that's absolutely inspiring. And so that's that's you have a class on Sundays. Then uh, is it every yes. Sunday on Facebook? And you and our listeners could you know sign up for that through Facebook um, on your Facebook page. Um, yes, well, it's it's um, actually through Eventbrite. Um, the the website is stocksandsoarwars.com, and so okay. that's how people can get registered for it. Um, but I also offer other additional classes too. Yeah. So, but yes, okay. every well, Sunday from thirty to four thirty. Yeah. And when we're talking about education and ed- educating, you know, women and reaching out and trying to support women um, to get more involved in trading and understand it a little better. Um, what about you know? girls kids okay and i'm i'm staying i'm staying with the you know the the uh, kind of women's theme here you know how can you know in our in our schools um i mean i when i grew up you know i had math um you know um, you know whatever calculus whatever okay and you know really not not anything practical on you know how to manage finances i think Actually, I think we had one class called Home Ec 101, where you could had to figure out how to do the groceries list. Okay, you know, but um, I mean, what can we what can we do? How can we help younger girls? You know, get this um, from the universities down to the high schools to maybe even the junior high schools, or even you know our educational system. What can we do better to educate people about finance and their financial well being? Absolutely. So there's so much that we can do, but I think that a lot of this um, can um, start in the home Mm -hmm. Um, because as we are as parents, if we have children, as we're going and we're purchasing various items for our children, then perhaps we can use that as an educational opportunity opportunity to not only talk about the the act of being a consumer, but let's Let's think about the companies that made these products that we're purchasing. So perhaps Nike, that's one example. Mm-hmm. When we think about Nike, um, most individuals, maybe not all, but most individuals have at some point in their lives had a, had a pair of Nikes. So Nike is actually a publicly traded company that, that if one would have invested, I'll just give you a quick statistic, um, when the Air Jordans were released, Nike was trading less than 20 cents per share. And now it's like really appreciated a very long way um, to now it's trading over 630% times where it was at that point. So not only could we use this as an opportunity to say, okay, I have these shares, these, these Nikes, but also how do we profit from its growth over time? time as well how mm-hmm. do we become an owner and be able to to enjoy the benefits of it yeah. so that's one example yeah, I, I think, you know, that that is a very interesting because, you know, I, I think as parents, that's something that we should all think about. And I don't think we do because we get so in our busy lives, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and and what about, you know, in the home, I think it can start. But do you think there's anything else the actual educational school system can do in this? You know, um, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, even with our even with our math classes, like how do we make them more practical, right? Yeah. How do we bring it home and talk about you know these respective things that we are dealing with every day? Even you know most of our young people are walking around with phones in their hands. So mm. let's talk about Apple stock. Let's talk about Google. Apple is one of the well right now, I believe it's the highest valuated company, right? It has the highest valuation. It's worth over three trillion dollars. So let's incorporate that into a math equation. What does that look like? Right. So absolutely. I yeah. think that there's opportunity there. And that'd be something that the kids can relate to, too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, now, anyways, we're getting towards the end of our show. So um, it's been really fun, you know, talking to you and really inspirational um, for, for, you know, women out there from all over the world. Um, you've done a fantastic job. If you had, you know, a closing tip to to. Uh, all of us out there about, you know, getting into trading. Um, what would kind of be your summary on advice? Just, you know, a sentence of advice or two sentences of advice. Choose you. Just that simple. Choose you. Because I, I feel as though as women in particular, 
particular, we spend a lot of time focused on others, right? Mm -hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think that as a society, we're not conditioned, well, we're socially conditioned to focus on a lot of things, but our financial legacy is oftentimes not one of them. Mm-hmm. And so my parting words and parting advice would be, be to spend some time really focused on you and your financial well-being and your financial future as well. Because if you do that, I truly believe our wealthiest selves reveals our most authentic selves. So we can then give back to those people and causes that we care most about. Wow. Super wonderful closing words. And thank you so, so much for taking the time to be with us today. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Dr. LaCory Meadows. She's the best-selling author. Um, she is a dynamic leader. As you heard this, a, a great role a model for many women and girls out there. She's the co-founder of invest to give she has a best-selling book on Amazon, Income on Demand, The Complete Playbook for Beginning Stock Traders, and it provides a great peek into the world of stock trading. It's a great book, um, and it makes you think. I read the book on the weekend, and it was made me think and ask my own questions. Um, so please go to Amazon and order the book. And if you'd like to learn more from from Dr. Meadows, go to investtogive.com. She's also on Facebook under Invest to Give, And she is on LinkedIn under Dr. LaCorey Meadows. So Dr. Meadows, LaCorey, thank you so much for being here with us today. The pleasure was truly all mine. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And listeners, please remember to tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. If you miss us, we're on every podcast channel. And please thank our sponsors here, Cinda. Cinda Org is one of the largest nonprofit organizations in Europe, supporting small and medium businesses and helping them go digital. They have a thought leadership series every Thursday at 1700 CET. And they will be having um, their next live conference in May, May 16th to 18th in Mallorca. And they also have a wonderful e-learning platform in cooperation with Boss Capital for startups, product managers, and small and medium businesses that help businesses understand how they can succeed. So please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, thank you very much for listening and tune in to us again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.